Everybody, welcome back to the Hair Razor Podcast. Let's get started. Gentlemen, Merry Christmas. Looks like you survived the holidays. Happy Festivus. I didn't. I saw many prime rib picks on the Twitter. I saw one. How'd that turn out? I think, Phil, was that your pick? Yes. That was a um, delicious looking out, prime rib. It turned out really well. Um, I realized when I started cooking the prime rib, I did not have a meat thermometer, and that is a vital part of being able to cook that piece of meat. Vital. And it is vital. And so I uh, had the mother-in-law bring one over, but so I, I put her, I didn't want to overcook it at this, you know, because it's prime rib. I, what did that so, meat do to you? <laughs> <laughs> so I put it in the oven. About an hour and a half at 250 degrees, got a little nervous, turned it down to 200 degrees for about another, I don't know, 20 minutes, took it out of the oven, set it on the counter, cranked the oven up to 450 degrees, put it back in for about 20 minutes, took it out, put some tin foil over it. My parents were had church in the morning, so they weren't there. Uh, but then uh, mother-in-law showed up with the meat thermometer, and it started at 130 degrees. Well, that's that's more done than I would want to eat any sort of beef. That's not mooing. Yeah, correct. <laughs> and so I threw that in, and it looked like it was probably around 115, 120. But when I cut into that thing, delicious. And if you have anybody who likes their prime rib more medium done to done... I know several of those folks. Here's, here's how you handle that. You have some aw juice next to where you're cutting... Take the prime rib, put it in the aw juice. It'll suck up some of that juice. It takes it from being red or pink to darker color. They think they're eating a more well-cooked piece of meat. It's still medium rare. It just doesn't look that way. Plus, it looks extra juicy. Yeah, and it's extra juicy. Um, But no, the rub I put on there was was Prime rib hack number one. Yeah, prime rib hack number one. The other one is, uh, yeah, put some... uh, Put some rib rub on there, and then make sure you get some butter. This is this is all came from Tyler Urban, uh, one of our other hair raisers. Put some butter. Mine probably wasn't soft enough, but then you rub some butter all over that. Throw it in the oven. I wish you guys could see the hand motions going on. Here. It's good <laughs> this is why this is why we need to be on YouTube as well. <laughs> so so yeah, the prime rib was phenomenal. My parents came over. Uh, Jen's parents came over. My grandma came over. Uh, and my youngest brother, and then our kids were there. Open up some presents. Got some new, wearing them right now. We'll take a picture, throw it up on Twitter. New SDSU shoes that will be worn to all SDSU sporting events from now on. Speaking of presents, I found at Fleet Farm what I thought was one of the finest presents. Bought it for my nephew. It was a little kind of gun that had a little laser pointer on it, and then it had a, uh, this bench where there was imitation pop cans so oh, yeah. you fire the gun boom it, so it's like pellets or like no the, no the it's just pellets no, no it doesn't fire anything it's it's laser it's, it's like oh, power it's, it's a laser it's beam. Like, yeah it's a beam so if the beam strikes the thing little pin fires oh, up fires the can up in the air perfect for a three-year-old boy things flying up in the air making little gun sounds it's exciting couldn't have been more than 15 minutes after firing off few shots at the old cans his brother or sister wrongs him and he says i'm going to get my gun and shoot you <laughs> and not just no that not just fired at them no we're talking point blank range you know tip sideways gangster style <laughs> exacting his revenge with so the, eric uh, I, puts, we went from and, and sesame <laughs> street to sopranos in oh, half an hour that's quick i felt bad because people are looking at me as like what have i created and i got the 
three three old. He's just gonna take care of business. I I'm, I don't know where Do that comes from. Do not cross this kid. No. Jeez. See the youngest. He is the youngest. Yeah, he's got a lot of pent up aggression. Jeez. He takes a lot of beatings. Yeah, good thing there wasn't pellets. It's just yeah. a little, no, no just red laser. laser no, no. <laughs> shoot your eye out. I have some cattle, Dad. Phil <laughs> can rub it with butter. <laughs> oh, and, and how was your Christmas, Ryan? Oh, it's quick. Did you uh, normally you go to a Skyforce game? Yeah, they don't have them anymore, which is kind of uh, disappointing because uh, for anybody that has family with for 48 hours it's kind of nice to sneak away for a few hours but yeah they haven't had them for a few years now i I think it's something to do with uh miami heat policy of employees working on the christmas break or something like that so i know they've petitioned to have it but uh no so we sat at home yesterday and just kind of chilled i think i actually went to bed at seven at a late night on Christmas Eve, wasn't waiting up for Santa. I was watching Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> that is a wonderful Christmas movie. The sad part is the reason why I stayed up is because I couldn't remember how Weekend at Bernie's two came along because I couldn't figure out how he got back in the movie after being and he got put on the ambulance, fell out of the ambulance, went down the dock, and then fell into the sand. Yeah, those are really back to back movies. Oh, that's great. There's like no Back to the Future time frame in between. It's no. just back to back. For you kids out there, Weekend at Bernie's, we check can, it out. VHS. Then you'll know when you're doing the Bernie what the Bernie actually is. It's a classic 80s. It is. It is phenomenal. Just drugs. Skimpy outfits. <laughs> 80s hair. And some of the worst combos of outfits I've ever seen in your life. Which was the 80s. Yeah, which is a suit coat with the like, uh, short Bahama shorts. Especially in Miami at that time. I don't know where that movie's filmed at, but... It's yeah, warm. Yeah, it's somewhere with a beach. Yeah. Huh. Well, certainly right. there's somebody probably still in Miami rocking the 80s I, as we speak. I'm sure more than somebody. God bless Yeah, you. we finished off with the, uh, the Griswold family Christmas last night. Watched that and then... Everybody to bed. That that movie's kind of like Cartman and Sticks Come Sail Away. If I hit that show, I have to finish it. You can't just not let no, it. No. I don't think anybody can turn it off. Can they? Are you Christmas Story guys? I used to watch Christmas Story, but I don't have cable anymore, so I didn't I didn't throw on the Hulu and turn it on, but it's also a great movie. We started at 7 o'clock when it comes on on Christmas Eve, and I think we make it into about a half hour of it now, because that's when we open presents. Oh. So. Hey, we attempted it again this year. You haven't made it all the way through ever? Well, you don't have to. You just turn it on every throughout the next couple days. That's right. There's a new spot that pops up that you haven't seen yet. So we said anything about watching it from start to finish. There's certainly a lot of sports to watch on TV. I know last Saturday I was watching Idaho at SDSU, but I did notice that the FCS was on TV. It wasn't even a close game with North Dakota State, Montana State. I don't know if you guys had any thoughts on putting a pin in the old uh, FCS football season. but um, The weekend before, I think, went about the way we expected it to. Illinois State gave Illinois ACU, State, I got uh, that. a little bit of a scare. Here. If they could complete a forward pass, uh, it may have been more of a scare. JMU did to you and I what we assumed would happen. That was a little bit lower scoring. Yeah. Did you just cross but, off Phil's prediction right Yeah, there? that Illinois State. Can you just bring up Buffalo and Charlotte for me real quick? <laughs> so I was told... He was the, right. It was in the Bahamas, though. It was in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, but how'd that turn out? That, <laughs> that didn't turn out well no, for okay, the so Charlotte. Mark that one off on Phil's right. yeah, His bad. prime rib turned out um, far better than, <laughs> than that, that prediction. 
Um, I, was, I think I was right on Weber and yeah, um, yeah, you did. Weber yeah, and Montana State. Weber, State, Montana though. State, and JMU. Uh, yeah. Montana State did not lose that game on Saturday. I mean, they did, but they lost that game the Monday before when their coach showed no. Um, what's the right word for it? No, no reinforcement that his team could win that football game by going out and saying that it's an unfair advantage that they have to go play in Fargo and complaining. What a great way to start off your week of practice of basically telling everybody in the media and NDSU and the NDSU fans who just love that, that, oh, we have to go to Fargo and it's so unfair and we can't win up there. That's basically what he told his team. And his team played as if they could not win up there. And like, dude, I know if that may be how you feel, but don't say anything. Coach like, speak. Keep it to yourself. Right. Use coach speak. Yes. Get up there and say, hey, we know they're good, but we're that's where we have to play, and we're going to go up there and beat them. We accept what's in front of us. We're going to go into yeah. a dome where not many people have played and won, but we accept that challenge, and we look forward to yeah. the loud crowd. And they didn't, he didn't do that. No, they did not accept it on Monday, and they accepted their butt whipping on Saturday. They felt it in the second quarter. Woofta. Yeah, that was that was bad. And JMU did JMU things. I guess for I mean most most others. I mean I think we were hoping if our season went the right way that we would have beat JMU. But I would say ninety percent of the people who follow FCS football expected SDSU or uh, NDSU, JMU, and Frisco before the season kicked off. And, I, and that's what isn't that's it what it in is. In Vegas, is, isn't JMU a slight favorite? No, I think, no, I think it's, it's a point and a half by NDSU. Oh, it is that close. I thought okay. I saw four. I was, I, I, that was right off the bat. I haven't close. seen my gambling guy in a while. So. What? You have a gambling guy? No. <laughs> what other guys do you have? I have a hot tub guy. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> That's just the but guy want to keep to. that to yourself, Phil. Just the guy I go to to get supplies. <laughs> I'm not sure that's making it better. <laughs> but if you go back one, too, I mean, who NDSU always scored nine points. Yeah, but against I mean, Illinois State. And, I mean, and, if you're, and you look back, that you, was the weekend. You were that, looking pretty smart during that. I was watching it going, Phil might be onto something here. But, if but, Illinois State, I mean, this wasn't 1960s football. If they could complete a forward pass, they could have at least had a chance to win that game. But... I mean, there comes a point where NDSU says, all right, we're not going to score anything on offense. Let's just keep punting it to them, and we're going to load the box with nine uh, because you guys cannot throw. It's almost like the water boy kneeling oh. yeah. and keep it out of their guys' <laughs> hands. Was, that was that football game set football back a lot of years. Luckily for NDSU, they moved football forward again the next Saturday they, they played. But. So now we'll have to watch the ugly green and gold play again. And but the, the FCS got their two teams that they've had at the top for almost the entire season. Yeah. So. Yep. So that's good for them. But hopefully that's somewhere we can be next year um, with some of the reinforcements that we're bringing in with the uh, Yeah, what did, you, what did you see after National Signing Day? Um, I think the two big ones is getting the getting the grad or not grad transfer, but getting the transfer from Nebraska. He was he was one of their better um, uh, special teams players, and there was rumors that he may get put on scholarship. So if you're getting a guy who can kind of fly around and, and make plays on special teams, it, it's a good addition. I mean, he'll at least be physical enough to play the part of a of FCS football. Yeah, and Isaiah Stalberg, safety, will be playing in the back for us, and you know. You, recruiting's recruiting. You can have they'll, they'll they'll shout all the positives in the world, but you know you're also getting a guy that's played at another level 
are going to come in and want to prove a point too. So you get that on the back side of the defense. Well, know. that's that's where I look at him. <clears throat> you know, all the rest of these guys are coming from high school. You know, I look at recruiting, and it's exciting. I mean, especially from where we came from our football season. But I always take a step back and go, okay, we're not going to see these guys until um, a, a lot of them potentially until not even this year. You know, the next year. Um, that there's going to be three of them that are going to leave the team for whatever reason. There's, there's attrition. Th- there's going to be three of them. Well, I mean, there's I mean, there's going to be more uh, than three that leave the team. Three are going to leave the team potentially because SDSU isn't the right fit. Three are going to leave the team because they're going to end up with injuries and not be able to keep playing. I mean, I look at Noah Urbanic and how you know pumped up everybody was for the for him to come to SDSU and play football and he I mean he showed the ability to play at the level and then because of concussions couldn't play anymore you know and he was going to be a phenomenal linebacker so it's great I mean you need numbers it adds to depth I think we did a good job of adding depth on our defensive line again um I think they got some good linebackers but what I really would like to talk to some of the coaches about is last year's recruiting class and where they're going to be with uh, this year's football team, especially coming up in the spring. Well, and if you look at who played, they did an excellent job hits for, yes, for yes. freshmen this year. Yes. I mean, they had, I don't even know how many guys have actually played. Not there's oh. the, the, not just the four games yeah. that are required. The impact, impact ones were Quentin Hicks and Diamond Evans. Yes, there was in oh. Jackson. And, you know, you know, but the thing is, on recruiting, the, the SDSU staff had their guys locked in right away. And I mean, we had, I think I counted 27. I think 25 of these guys were reported for the last few months that they are locks to SDSU. They didn't lose anybody. They didn't have anybody come in and snake them yeah. away. So, I mean, they found their guys, hit them hard. These guys committed right away. And I don't think, I mean, other than Isaiah, and there was another kid out of, uh, I think it's Wisconsin, who didn't have any verbal uh, committed. I mean, that's holding on to your guys and trying to keep guys for four or five six months after they recruit to you yeah is very tough <laughs> and now that SDSU lost a little earlier they were actually get out got on the trail a little bit sooner than they have in the last few years to actually get in those houses you know confirm those recruits and and start moving forward yeah, that's a silver lining I think they were a little nervous with the quarterback out of uh, um, Illinois Indiana Illinois uh, that was last. That was this <clears throat> around noon, one o'clock. Yeah, where yeah, he had not yeah. signed, and it sounded like some Big Ten teams were kind of telling him, "Don't sign yet. Sign in February. We may have a spot." And um, but it sounded like if he didn't have a spot right then, that he was gonna sign. But they, but he wavered for about two minutes and then signed. And I think they're pretty excited about about him as well. Well, they need the depth. Yeah, I mean, we showed this year we absolutely need depth at quarterback. Um, so yeah, I mean we'll maybe talk about it more in February, but that's pretty exciting for uh, for our recruiting class. Yeah, we'll come back in a few years and see what happened. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't yeah, been I mean, writing anything down. I mean, right Dallas, down or... yeah. <laughs> Dallas Goddard. Nobody talked about Dallas Goddard on recruiting day. I mean, he was a walk on, and uh, he's playing in the NFL now for the Eagles. Doing pretty well. Yeah, very yeah, well. Very big game last week. Um, but it is. Know. I mean, recruiting is exciting. It just adds another level of of what possibilities are yep. and i think our level of recruits keep getting better every year and it adds depth yeah i mean it's showing recruited some big big dudes it looked like on the offensive and defensive line so. and we're getting ready to flip the calendar to a new year but starting on sunday summit league basketball starts in omaha for the jackrabbit men or women kind of 
programs that have a little bit of a feel like they might be going a little bit different direction. The men's trajectory, in my opinion, certainly going up. Women's great win against Green Bay here to end the non-conference season, but still kind of dinged up with injuries. It's going to take all of what we know AJ can do, but should hopefully see the women there again in March, ready to play at their best. Yeah, tough, uh, tough, couple tough losses that we're not used to on the women's side against Central Michigan at home. Well, that Central Michigan game yeah. we were talking. I, I I asked Eric if he was at the game. I've never seen opposing players come in and drop thirty-eight and twenty. That uh, Kelly and Davis, they 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 were unstoppable. Yep. And it doesn't help that you know Peyton Burkhart got injured there. You know, and I don't think she played during Green Bay, so that's another health hit that SDSU women have taken but you know now is where the hard schedules are done now it's Summit League now you prove where you're going to be at and prove where you're going to be at in March for your seeding too so um, you know <laughs> taken she sit there scored 19 points she looks like she's back from, and she needed to be because she's yeah, going to have to be the leader justifiably Summit League player of the week last week correct mm-hmm. if I have that right you know, and, and that's just it. Not panicking, but you kind of look where things are sitting here at the end of non-conference for the women. USD does, I mean, they came back to reality against South Carolina, but there's a big difference between the bottom of the top 25 and your top five. And I don't want to talk possible. about them, but having them lose to a South Carolina team and dropping out of the top 25 is almost ridiculous. But, they, you know, that's that's when you have... A summit league name, and when you lose a game like that, they're, they're a darn good team. Oh, they're like eleven it. and two non conference. They're going to be salty, and that's why, you know, sitting where we're at right now, it that was a great win at Green Bay. Needed that a little that, positive reinforcement that's right. because you can look, and you know, you hate to do the transit property, but hey, Green Bay came to Vermilion and only won by six. Green Bay's had injuries too, mm-hmm. but you. You kind of feel like they're right there. That was if had they lost that game as well, we'd really be sitting there with an uneasy feeling going into women's basketball. On the on the men's side, though, oh my, they took care of Idaho here to end non-conference in very convincing fashion. Everybody I thought was shooting pretty well. Brandon Key, I mean, he looked like a man on a mission last Saturday. <laughs> Noah Friedel played well. There, there was a lot of good things to note out of last Saturday's men's game. Well, yeah, and you know they're they're in a three game winning streak, and you know there was that graphic I tweeted out, what blew up, it blew my mind. They're 196 since the 2011-2012 season at home. That's ridiculous. You know, you think of you know Dom and the dominance that they've had during that age, and these guys are doing great. But you know, yeah, with the Summit League starting with Omaha, the neutral team that each team has had is Arizona, and. And Omaha lost 99-49 to earlier season, about three weeks apart from uh, SDSU. So, you know, that kind of tells you where SDSU should be a heavy favorite going into Omaha. It is. And, you know, yeah, you're on the road right after Christmas, but that's not a bad place to start for, you know, a women's team that's still battling some injuries. Men's team come right out the gate and take care of business as we open up Summit League on Sunday. Then we look forward to getting them back home next week after the new year. Uh, January 2nd against Oral Roberts. It's a doubleheader up in Brookings, followed by Western Illinois on the 4th, which is another doubleheader. So back in Frost. Lamba Bonanza. Back to add to that <laughs> streak. You going to buy a lamb pelt? I had some lamb chisic the other day. It was excellent. From Bob's up in Chester. 
Just side note. Just side note. Yeah, I mean, I pull up. I mean, looking at the standings, uh, I think NDSU and USD were the teams that everybody assumed would win the conference on the or will side. be there on the men's side. On the, I'm the talking, men's side, yeah. Um, the NDSU sitting at eight and five. USD sitting at nine and five. But we're right there at nine and six. Uh, now it, it's hard because a lot of these. You know, you look at away teams' uh, records, and we're one and six. USD's two and three. NDSU is three and three. But you're going on the road and playing. Usually, your road games are going to be very, very tough games because I mean, we played Nebraska, Arizona, Indiana. I mean, look at look at who you play. Um, USD did USD or NDSU just lose to uh, Northern Colorado? One of them just thought. That was USD at the Pentagon. USD, yeah, at the Pentagon. So I took that as a little bit of... of, um, Oh, it's wide open on the mid side. Yeah, I mean, I don't think any team can say. And that's that's at the end of the day, we just were trending up. And like like a one or two seed is what you're shooting for. That's Mm -hmm. really what matters. You you don't want to fall in that three, four, five, six seed. No, you don't want to play on Sunday. I mean, that's just... And you don't want to play on Saturday for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're really tanked and then trending let, up. Let me show you how bad I want to play on Saturday. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I don't think any of these teams in the conference are are dominant. You know, kind of like we've had in the past. I feel like we were a bit of a dominant team last year and even the year more so the year before where we just kind of run through the conference. But now I, I think it's wide open. Yep. But it just shows you, like last year's tournament, number one seed going in with Dave Jenkins, Dominator, and just and flatten, yeah, yeah. I mean, and just flat out fall. And that face. happens, you know. If I, I, I think if I remember Coach Nagy being quoted as saying he's not, he was not a big fan of conference tournaments because any given game, yeah, yep, and you're out. That season's done. Yeah, particularly that, when that, you're a one bid league. That makes the, that those three days and. That's what makes it so fun. That's it why is. I have That's the shoes. The That's why you have the shoes. <laughs> well, I can get my fun fun together so there's enough money to uh, support the good people of the Sanford Pet Art now. That's at the Denny. At the Denny. <laughs> Denny. It's really the whole complex That's right. here. I mean, we moved from the convention center into the Denny. There, I mean, there's a lot of money just that gets brought in. The question is, will I be able to find any... Phil finally brought us some gifts, I trinkets. Did. Yep. This is from Indeed Brewing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, of so, the Twin Cities, we've we've got a, a beer to be taste so this tested. Is, yeah, here. I got this from this. our financial advisor whose who's, uh, son works here. It might be one of the brewers. And so when we go visit him, he always gives us a new beer to try. So this is, yeah, Indeed Brewing. I think we're going to crack it open. It's Mexican well, Honey Imperial Lager. Well, it's Imperial Lager brewed with Mexican orange blossom and honey, but it is a product of the United States. So this is something, this is, uh, if if any of the rest of you have had this, this is looking at you, Slow Show, because you, uh, on Twitter, Not try much. more beer than anybody that uh, I know. So let's give it a whirl. Now remember, I have no taste buds or smell, so... And we're hoping that you do not... Uh, are not allergic to it because you're allergic to everything. I'm allergic things. to honey and orange blossoms. Bee stings and blossoms. <laughs> so, good luck, Eric. What'd you think? You can taste. You can taste that orange, that kind of fruity taste in the back. You you definitely can. I taste bitterness and nothing else because <laughs> <laughs> I can't taste. Yeah, I mean, I I I'm a, I'm a bush light guy. 
don't usually venture too far from Bush Light, so this is well, a little this, bit different. This is longer. down the road and off an exit ramp yeah. from Bush Light. Yeah, I, I can't. Uh, if I had a clear glass, I could tell you how dark it was well, or is not. But from a guy that cannot, again, don't have all my senses. This is not that bad. It doesn't have a bitter, bitter oh, kick in the back go. of your neck. No. Oh, here's the official pour. So yeah, I mean it's a lager. It's not dark. It's going right off the top there. Oh, are we okay. That's a good pour. Is it? That, a PBR. Okay, out of a 12 ounce glass, we got eight ounce foam. That's not a good call. That's a good pour for trying to save money for your company. Yeah, it's got. That's a financial advisor. Got pour. some good bubbles. Some good bubbles. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that's a, an ale. It's an ale. Yep. Well, it's a lager. Is that the same thing? Well, I gotta tell you is that. Eight percent, it'll do its job. So, if you're up in Minneapolis, try the uh, try the Mexican, Mexican honey, honey from Indeed Brewing. This this is completely okay. this. They do not give us a dollar, by the way. This was off the cuff. I had these at home and said I'm going to bring them because I feel bad for not bringing trinkets back from Italy. So um, it's kind of a cool can. I mean, it's a great can. It's got cacti. It's got bees, bees blossoms. So after having about like five beer. sips, usually like it numbs it out a little. It the bitterness goes down a little bit. Yeah. It does. Yeah, I think yeah. it's good. It's good times. Good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if you're up in Minneapolis, try it out. Or if you see it at uh, any store, High V. I don't know where it's sold at, but yeah, we, we do have a few listeners in Minneapolis. So speaking we'll try of new, SGSU got a new volleyball coach. Yes, I saw that. Wyoming. And, yeah. And his name is? Dan Georgialis. What? <laughs> Dan Georgialis. Georgialis, and what's his pedigree? Uh, seven seasons with the Wyoming. So hopefully all, all you can do is go for a month. I, I feel like if you can recruit people, specifically women, to go to Wyoming... Well, probably do just as easily recruiting them to come to Brookings. He also, is, I believe, was at Kansas and in the Chicago area too. So at least he's got a Midwest footprint. Yeah. So. Yeah, it'd be real nice if we could get our volleyball team back to where it used to be. When we were in yeah. D two, we were really, really good at volleyball. And even in D one, we were with the dude from Hawaii, right? Yeah. Or did, yep. did he go to Hawaii? I and mean, we had a pretty good volleyball team, and now we have absolutely just fallen off the map. It did. In terms of volleyball, there is nowhere to go but up. Yeah. I mean, how many was it? Was twelve wins over the last five years? We want those girls to jump up higher because that's volleyball. That was was a hot volleyball take. (laughs) That's a hot volleyball take. Spike a little bit, bump a little. Yeah. Speaking of of jumping up, I saw this. I'm glad you mentioned jumping up because I thought thought this was interesting. So this company in the United Kingdom. Is developing this downward slanted toilet. Oh, I heard this. This is crap. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you did there. All right. 13 degrees. All right. So it tilts forward 13 degrees. Designed to <laughs> cause leg pain after five minutes so that people are not spending too much time in the bathroom at work. So at the, work? the standard toilet is sloped about 13 degrees forward to increase strain on the legs. So this is a commercial toilet. This is a commercial toilet, making it painful to sit on for longer than five minutes, said Mahabir Gill of the Standard Toilet Company. Who was that the again? Mahabir Gill. Mahabir! <laughs> Gill. 
So mm, anything higher than that would cause wider problems. Wider problems. Wider problems. So, or that's a that's a loaded that's a loaded statement. You know your way around a toilet. What do you think about? Well, at First National Bank, they changed the timers on the lights to about four minutes, so it just reaches a point that the lights go off on you, and now you're in the dark. So that then forces you to. uh, Gil said that the porcelain throne isn't meant to be a torture device. However, the primary purpose is to promote brief relief cutting down the time workers spend on their phones reducing monetary losses <laughs> what happens if you're hairy from dumb and dumber and you have you know the laxative that you just I, took and you have explosives just, if you have a co-worker degrees? giving you a laxative at work you have other issues <laughs> well i'm just saying what happens if you have something like that what if you have like ibs and now now you have some issues, and it's you're like my legs are asleep. I can't you're get off this toilet. You're sliding forward. Where's, where's forward. my beer from? My beer, I'm, India. I'm, sounds <laughs> sounds North Dakota to me. Oh, that's un-American. Why? Well, you're correct. What happens it's if from you use the bathroom on your 15 minute break? If I want to sit in the bathroom for 15 yeah, minutes on my 15 they're not minute put, break, they're not going to put nails and cigarettes and make you smoke faster for your 15 minute smoke breaks. Nails. <laughs> well, that makes it uncomfortable. You know, widen the issue. <laughs> there will be companies that buy it. Gill said its main benefit is to the employers, not the employees. <laughs> oh, well, it thanks. saves the employer money. Thank you, Gill. Said Mr. Gill. Is what? The standard toilet uh, is backed by the British Toilet. Did you know there's a British Toilet Association? The BTA. Of course there the is. B- so you're right, right. right. An organization that campaigns for better bathrooms and offices and public spaces. I think the British should have kept a T. <laughs> or brushed their teeth. Well, tea? the, uh, yeah, bad tea. Yeah, bad tea. 13 degree toilet retails between 200 and 650. It says dollars. I don't know if it's pounds, but. Uh, you might as well put money in the toilet and flush it. That's a joke. The company is in talks to distribute its product to train station, bars, shopping malls, and offices. Well, who sits in a bar? I mean, they need. No, oh, you that's need the last send... place you want to go well, visit. Right, like you need to send it to the big <laughs> office building. St. Patty's Day, and you're in there. I think four minutes is a little. Yeah, high. we're gonna be all right. <laughs> I think there could be an it's entertainment be a benefit burn for sliding to toilet on St. Patrick's Day. I see people going flying right off. They the call end. it the alleyway in Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> or oh, Minneapolis, my. if you're an NDSU football fan. Oh, well, we need to. She was only peeing on the wall. We don't know. Five minutes, though. Yeah. After After five five minutes, unbearable. So unbearable. Look at this. Look at this photo. This is terrible. Pie. So so, get get invested in. So it becomes unbearable after five minutes. Well, I would assume after two minutes, then you're going to be really uncomfortable. I assume. Right. I mean, you work up. You don't just go from. From hey, I'm, this is we're taking care of some business to oh my legs are asleep I'm falling off the toilet. Is maybe it just works together because it says increased strain on the legs so there's straining going on all over the place. Here, wow, apparently. speaking of straining, that was about huh. well let's I don't wow yeah, there yeah, that's what we need to do with that that seems like oh, a that idea out the window if you are an investor this. do not. Put your money in that thing. If you want people to move, bad idea. things at but a 13 not, degree angle. Yes, what not was a bad idea was this indeed brewing Mexican honey lager. This is good. Not bad. It's, it's getting better the more I drink it. Yep. 
That's right. And our context is getting worse. So, so yeah. With that, uh, hey, some games this week. Wish everybody a happy New Year. Yeah. What are your guys' New Year's plans? It's a Tuesday. Probably be bed by ten. Good times. I, I'm really enjoying the growth of the hair. It's phenomenal. <laughs> Um, well, I'm heading out to the hills. Probably leaving tomorrow afternoon. We weren't going to leave until Saturday. Well, weather we goes in, but <laughs> weather's moving it up. We'll see. Hopefully, we get out there. Be back on New Year's Eve, though, and then we go out with Jen's friends. We'll probably still be home by ten. Have Christmas with the Degroote family on New Year's Day. So, you know, probably bring some Fireball and apple cider and make that concoction again. Well, do take notes. I'm excited to hear how that turns out. <laughs> of the fireball and apple cider? So, yeah, so just that, the Christmas. So is that why the the New Year's Eve invite never got past the text that he didn't want to let us know that he was going to go out with other people? Oh, it's, a, it's understood that he wants to be around other people. There was an invitation? Yeah. It was a couple weeks ago. No big deal. Just to us? Yeah. Sorry. That's right. Pretty bad. Those ideas bouncing text, off. No big deal. messages. All right, well, this podcast feels like it's a 13-degree yeah, angle, but <laughs> I feel like my legs are straight, so. The crapper's full. <laughs> yep. right. All right, but, uh, yeah, everybody, thanks for uh, thanks for listening. Um, please subscribe, rate, and review. Uh, always uh, follow Hair Razors on Twitter, and we're not on Instagram or Facebook yet. We have exciting things, I think, coming up with the basketball season. Hopefully, we can get up to a wrestling match at some point. It's very hard to get to, but with that, go big. Go blue. Go Jacks. We'll talk to you guys next week.